0: users who can the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll feature author and commentator and podcaster Peter Cohen. We'll also hear from Bob, Doctor McLevitus. We'll talk about the infamous Error 52 that some people are reporting on certain iPhones after repairs. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have freelance writer and podcaster and ever the busy bee, Peter Cohen, joining us. Glad to have you on. I should tell our listeners, I'm still getting over this flu thingy. So in as much as I'm getting over a thingy, I decided to let Peter do most of the work. Is that okay? That works for me. Absolutely. Let's go to a story that has been around, and it has kind of a strange title to it, so maybe you haven't heard. So we're hearing now about an Era 53 that might impact some iPhone 6 family products that have been repaired by third parties, but it's very complicated. And Peter, we need to get the facts straightened out so our listeners understand what's going on.
1: So millions of us have iPhones, Millions of us depend on our iPhones every day to, you know, stay in touch with the people, places, and things that we think are important. And millions of us have had problems, physical problems with our iPhones because we've broken the screens or we've physically damage them. And that necessitates repair. Now, a lot of people go to Apple stores to have that done and Apple authorized service providers to have that done. And that's fine. The last time I had my iPhone 6 repaired, that's exactly what I did. I went to my local Apple store and had them fix it um, because I was having a problem with the camera. There are also a lot of other places where you can get your iPhone fixed as well. There are, you know, mall kiosks that will replace screens. There are um, uh, small electronic stores that will do it. There are larger chains that will do it. A lot of people will do it. Now, the iPhone has gotten increasingly more complicated, and one of the the innovations that Apple has introduced in, in recent years is this function called Touch ID. And Touch ID replaces the traditional home button that's been on uh, iPhones ever since the first iPhone was was introduced uh, in 07 with a Touch ID sensor that can actually register your fingerprint. So many people uh, link their, their Touch IDs to, to their fingers so they can unlock their phones rather than having to enter a four- or six-digit passcode that keeps it securely locked when they're not using it. Touch ID can also be used to activate things like Apple Pay, for example. So if you go to Panera and you want to uh, charge your lunch on your Apple Pay card, all you have to do is present your iPhone and hold your thumb over the Touch ID sensor. And once it's, uh, it's authenticated that it's you, it will get the transaction up and running. So Touch ID is this convenience uh, feature uh, designed to make security a little less intrusive and designed to make the, the phone easier to use.
0: I've used Apple Pay a handful of times at a local Walgreens. Go ahead, please.
1: Yeah, Walgreens is a very popular place to use it. McDonald's is another popular place that's accepted Apple Pay since day one. In, in my area, I live in New England, uh, there's a local chain here called Cumberland Farms. Uh, and uh, we all call it Cumbies. And you can go in and pay for your coffee or, or for your uh, your coffee and your, your cigarettes uh, uh, using Apple Pay at the cash register's.
0: Okay, so So, let's move on with the problem.
1: So the problem comes when you smash up your phone and you go to have it fixed, and the place that you bring it to is not an Apple-authorized service provider, and they replace the Touch ID sensor. You see, the Touch ID sensor is connected to a part of the the, the phone's logic called um, the secure enclave. The idea there is that the information is secure and it's you. So if you replace the hardware that's associated with the, with your Touch ID verification apparatus, if you actually replace the Touch ID sensor, I think very reasonably the expectation is that the, the phone has been compromised and the phone will deactivate and Apple's and, and iOS will pop up an error message. This is error 53. And that's all it says. Now, through this entire story, that is the unfortunate thing. The unfortunate thing is that Customers who have experienced this don't know what an error 53 is. And it is definitely an inelegant way of explaining the problem, which can probably be summarized a little bit more effectively as your Touch ID Secure Enclave has been compromised.
0: You You see, this is part and parcel of what's been going on in the tech world for years. Error messages have almost always been arcane. And this is as well, arcane 20, 20 as it gets.
1: Years, 20 years ago, you and I were would be chuckling about Type 11 errors on Mac OS.
0: Exactly. You know? Sure.
1: So it's not like an error 53 is a new thing or a guru meditation error if you're an old Amiga user. You know, these things have been around since the dawn of time, and they're just as opaque as they they used to be. The problem here is that Apple has not done a very good job of explaining what the problem is. And I don't think that Apple wants to explain what an error 53 is in succinct language because the implication is secure enclave is less than secure. It's not. There's nothing wrong with secure enclave. The fact of the matter is your phone ought to get bricked if the touch ID sensor has been compromised. That's the bottom line, you know, and it's a good disincentive to stop people from bringing their phones to places that don't have any business touching their phones because they don't know what they're doing or they're not authorized to do it.
0: I assume then that Apple has, an authorized kit for repair technicians Absolutely. to do this in a way that preserves the sanctity of the secured connection. Let's make that important.
1: Yeah. And if, if you think that you should have a right to repair your iPhone wherever you want, understand that your iPhone is beholden to a lot of very specific data about you in the cloud and on your device. And Touch ID is designed to securely store that while giving you easy access to it. Understand that this is there for your protection because they don't want somebody screwing with a Touch ID sensor on your phone and getting
0: access to that stuff if they shouldn't. Now that's the point that you're being protected against here. So say your iPhone is stolen and the criminals take it apart and try to break into it or try to replace Touch ID or tamper with it anyway. any way. You don't want them getting your data. Now I realize that with your pass key, you know, if you do enough attempts, maybe you'll guess it. You know, there's a possible attempt, you'd guess it. The key here is you have a secure feature. You want that security to work. And Apple doesn't know. The software doesn't know that the repair was some person who was just trying to make a repair without the knowledge of how to do so and without the parts. It only knows that the connection was interrupted.
1: So, yeah, that that is exactly the point. So, you know, again, we have this this sort of back and forth between security and convenience where I think that this story has gone off the rails and where I think that that the media um, has been very irresponsible in reporting it is in portraying Apple as somehow punitive to customers who don't want to get their computer or get get their device fixed um, through official means. That Apple is intentionally bricking phones because they're mean, because they don't want uh, to let anybody fix them. You've only got to go to an Apple-authorized service provider, and gee, what a racket that is. That's infantile, and that's puerile, and that's stupid and the, the, the media places that have reported on that, the reporters that have reported that, that, that perspective ought to be ashamed of themselves because um, they're fools. This is, this is security one-on-one, people. Understand how the technology works, understand why it's there, and understand that this is the right thing to do. You know, these sort of security features abound uh, throughout your Apple user experience. Let me give you another practical example really quick. The main logic board on your Macintosh um it has a serial number on it. If you remove that main logic board because let's say that you spill a glass of Cabernet on your Mac at one at one point or another, and you need to get that particular part replaced. The serial number for that replacement part has to match. Otherwise, any information that you've kept securely on your Mac in iCloud Keychain, for example, will not be available on your Mac until you re-authenticate it. Why? Because you've just changed the serial number on your bloody main logic board and your Mac and and OS 10 is smart enough to figure that out because security is important.
0: Hey, this announcement's important too. We'll have more on the Tech Night Out Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer?
4: So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today.
5: It's about time something new came along for better selling and buying online. And I found it. What
6: now, Marge?
5: It's buy, sell, make, offer.com. Never heard of it. It's a brand new company. That's why you've never heard of it. It's the newest and best way to sell any products online. I did all the research. Sell my car? Yes. Our home? Yep. My golf bag? Your golf clubs. All of them. How about your purse collection hoard? Hey, now. You said any product. Right. I did. Hmm. We get thirty days free. Really? Packages starting from only seven ninety-five. And buy sell make dot will never charge item fees ever. Mm. Never. And this is cool. Listen to this. You can even use Skype or video to show your items. That's cool. Yes. All we have to do is go to the website, sign up, and then load our stuff to sell. I love this site.
6: Buy sell make dot
5: Buy sell Do you got it?
6: Buy sell make dot Buy
5: sell. Makeoffer.com. Better selling, better buying.
7: Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death.
0: This is the Tech Night Owl Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. We have freelance writer Peter Cohen. want to remind you that we have that special feature of the show called Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot We give you an ad-free version of this show, better quality audio for a modest subscription fee. Plus.technightowl.com. We're talking about the Era 53 issue with Apple. And let me just summarize it for those just tuning in. And that is... If something happens to your iPhone 6 family, 6, 6S, 6 Plus, 6S Plus, you take it to the Apple dealer service, no problem. You take it to an authorized dealer using Apple parts, no problem, because they tie into the same database. They get their parts from Apple. You take it to a third-party shop for whatever reason, and we can debate why that might be necessary. It may not be just to save some money. If they don't use the authorized service parts, And you try to put things together as soon as you run a software update, you get an error 53. And understand this error 53 is for your protection. It means Apple doesn't know whether someone's tampering with your device, some incompetence trying to fix it, or just some well-meaning individual.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if it sounds like I'm getting really wrapped up in this, it's because, like I said, I think that uh, the back and forth has been really kind of irresponsible here. Apple couldn't care less, really. Ultimately, where you get your Touch ID sensor on your phone fixed, they just want to make sure that it's fixed right and that it's fixed according to their specifications so it can continue to operate the way that it's supposed to. Now, it is an incentive for you to have your product serviced at an Apple store or an Apple authorized service provider, no question. But it, you know, ultimately up to you as to what you want to do.
0: Here's part of the problem, too. And I think this is where we get the fear mongering. And that is lawyers see, oh, their iPhones are bricked. And I don't know how many of these are involved, whether it's thousands or whatever. You know, we're talking of hundreds of millions of iPhone 6 family devices. But the question I have to ask here is with regard to state laws, country laws, are there laws in place for getting what's right or wrong? We're talking about laws which aren't always logical. Are there laws in place in some states and some countries where you could basically, in theory, fix it anywhere?
1: Yeah, you don't have to have your phone. I've I've made the point before. You don't have to have your phone serviced by an Apple authorized service provider. If you wanted the phone service competently, you do, but you don't have to.
0: Now, what if you live in a part of the world where the nearest authorized Apple dealer isn't really close You need to get this thing working and you learn about a place that claims to fix iPhones and maybe they're mostly successful. And you try it and you don't realize this problem that they've got to use the authorized part and they've got to follow the Apple repair process, everything like that.
1: Hey, caveat emptor, you know, let the buyer beware.
0: But I'm thinking in terms of laws here. Are there laws in place that say to the customer, fix
1: no, I name I no where you want? I, I, I quite frankly couldn't care less. I mean, you know, that's that's the way that it is right now. Whether or not it'll be some different at some point in the future, I, I have no idea. I, I really don't know what the legal, I mean, I am not a lawyer. Uh, and don't pretend even to, to play one on television. So that is totally out of my depth.
0: Okay. So as far as Apple is concerned, before we get to the legal issues here, and lawyers getting involved. There are one or two statements from Apple where they make it clear exactly what you told us in more terse terms about what's going on and why this happens, and that's not a secret plot against you. Yes. Is there anything Apple ought to do to better educate the customer? Because again, you know, we're dealing with people who may not be near the authorized shop and may be put in a situation where it's time-sensitive, they need to get their thing fixed and they just don't realize what's going on, a better way to warn them, hey, folks, it's not because we're trying to profit from you or the Apple authorized dealer. Your Touch ID can only be repaired by an authorized dealer or Apple due to security concerns.
1: Yeah, I think Apple needs to articulate that more effectively. Absolutely. That's incumbent upon them. No question.
0: Now, the last statement I read from Apple says, contact Apple. So what will they do here? Will they take pity on the customer and say, look, all right, maybe you didn't know. We'll fix it for you. We'll fix it for you for a reduced fee. What have you heard?
1: I have not heard anything about how how Apple's handling that. So it's actually a mystery to me.
0: Now we get to the courts. Of course, the ambulance chasing lawyers see Apple payday. Let's bring it together. They are deliberately forcing people to go to Apple authorized repair shops or to Apple to fix these things. They should allow third parties, whatever it is, they take it to court. Now, when you go to court, it's really something where you can't be certain what a judge will think. Even if the judge may, in theory, be logical and reasonable and follow the law, you don't know. So how far is this going so far?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to go.
0: I know. It's a perfectly
1: valid question. I mean, you know, it's very interesting.
0: And I know the media... Has to some degree reported it correctly, but other elements of the media are making it look like Apple is the villain here.
1: Well, of course, uh, you know, and, and that Apple is the villain thing is is a, is a a, uh, a recurring uh, motif. So that that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody.
0: Obviously, and I wrote an article about this, which said basically the same thing. I don't know about state laws, and but we know the lawyers want to get involved, but it's a lot easier just to deal with authorized channels. Especially here, we're dealing with new technologies designed to encrypt your phone or your tech gadget of any kind. And the techniques of setting it up and the techniques of repairing are pretty, pretty sensitive. Of course, now we have, what, a couple of states where legislators have put through laws or trying to pass laws to allow for backdoors so law enforcement can get into your iPhone or Android device or whatever if they feel they have a legal reason to do so.
1: Okay. What,
0: what, is, what is your take about those things?
1: I'm sorry, I lost the, th- the, the thread, Gene. What is my take about what?
0: Okay, about the efforts to force backdoors in encrypted well, devices like iPhones.
1: It's a continuing conversation that law enforcement and that that that, that um, government players are having with tech um, uh, companies, and I think that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that is not um, being reported in the media right now, um, with regards to the conversations that 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 they're having with one another. But Tim Cook and Apple in general have been very clear, very clear on. Where they think um, the 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 responsibility needs to lie, and and they've made it very clear that the customer's data is the most important thing when it comes to Apple. And error fifty three is kind of a, is 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 in a weird kind of way, uh, you know, a, a exemplary of this. You know, in that they want to make sure that your data is safe. They want to make sure that, that your your data isn't compromised. Um, one way to do that is to make sure that there are no backdoors, because as, as Tim Cook has said over and over again, uh, you know, the, the giving or creating a backdoor for government gives everybody else a backdoor, too, including the people that you're trying to keep out of your system.
0: You're giving ISIS the backdoor also. Just think about that. We have Peter Cohen, freelance writer and podcaster. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. <laughs>
10: Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KD Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KD. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it
11: removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what pro pure does best water the way nature meant it to be clean crisp and refreshing see the complete line of pro pure countertop inline gravity and household water filtration products visit your authorized pro pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. that's p-r-o-p-u-r-u-s-a.com or call 800-544-3533
12: as
13: your body ages, there is a 10% decline in your ability to repair each passing decade after the age 28. By age 40, your ability to repair from demanding manual labor, exercise, or a stressful desk job has declined by 12%. By using One World Whey, you supercharge your body's ability to repair and eliminate inflammation. Our unique frequency-encoded whey protein, coupled with our high-quality whey, improves your cell's ability to make protein, which is to say, repair itself. My
14: name is Jonathan Rice, and I'm 40 years old. I recently went from a desk job to a manual labor job. Job. normally i'm worn out with energy enhanced one world way i now recover so quickly that i can perform very hard work all day long i use energy enhanced one world way for breakfast and lunch and i experience less hunger throughout the day i have a 30 percent increase in energy and i just feel better i plan to make energy enhanced one world way a permanent part of my lifestyle
13: call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's one world dot owe ten
15: thousand dollars or more to the irs
16: get on board with the tax admiral don't pick on the irs alone i'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill sometimes i can even get it zeroed out completely
15: we're an a-rated company helping people clean up
17: their mess with the irs
16: if you owe ten thousand dollars or more then call the tax admiral
17: call 800-287-7180 again that's 800-287-7180 800-287-7180
18: Winter has just begun, and are you already tired of being cold? How would you like to never be cold again? This is Dale with Fortress Clothing, and I'm here to tell you, you will never be cold again with Fortress. If you're tired of freezing your butt off, elk hunting, sitting in a tree stand, deer hunting, winter camping, fishing, ice fishing, no longer fear the cold. If you snowmobile, ski, snowboard, get Fortress. Sledding with the kids, shoveling the walks, shopping, or if you or your spouse get cold feet at home, get Fortress. If you're stuck outside working in the cold or find yourself in an emergency situation, get our winter bug out bag and you will never be cold again. Fortress is the answer. So quit complaining and go to FortressClothing.com. It's a mid-layer garment that goes with anything you want to wear. Enter coupon code RADIO and get 20% off any item. Go now while we still have inventory. FortressClothing.com.
19: Today, more than ever, it's imperative that you protect your digital privacy. EDEC Digital Forensics Signal Blocking Anti-Radiation Anti-Surveillance Faraday Bags Shield the contents of your phones, tablets, and key fobs from 4G, Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth, NFC, and more. Find us at EDECDF.com slash radio or call us now at 805-222-4584. That's 805-222-4584. Radio listeners get 20% off your order.
20: Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl because you never know what's going to happen next.
0: So we focus the first third of this interview with peter cohen on security on the error 53 and i think we both agree that maybe just maybe after all these years of arcane errors apple ought to be a little bit more informative in a situation like this where something happens and the customer doesn't know and maybe make a better way to communicate to customers saying, even with big letters on a little card that comes with your new iPhone, caution, this is a secure device that requires special care. If you need to fix it, please visit Apple or an authorized Apple dealer. We cannot guarantee the results or even that your device will even work after the repair is done. How's that work for you? I guess. It's not too legal, but you see the point. You yeah wouldn't, yeah you, you'd agree with me that there should be a better way to communicate this.
1: I think that there should be yeah.
0: Okay, security. Let's talk about TV for a second. Peter, do you have the new Apple TV?
1: I don't actually. I've got a third generation Apple TV that I'm very fond of, and I'm saving my uh, my 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 rupees for a uh, for for a new Apple TV. But I don't have the fourth generation. I've played with it quite a bit, but I don't actually own one.
0: Okay, so last year. Les Moonves. He's the CEO of CBS. You know, he does not hesitate to speak his mind. That's not that Apple can tell the CEO of CBS, hey, shh, loose lips, all that stuff. You don't talk to that guy. All right. So here's his story. Last year, supposedly, Apple has been talking to the media companies about a subscription service. He sounded like This may be the real thing. He said, and I quote, Apple TV is trying to change the universe a little bit. He also said a little bit later in the year, Apple is having conversations with everyone about doing their own streaming services. Okay? Well, here's the latest story quoted from CNN Money. We had conversations a while back and we haven't had recent conversations with them. So this thing is dead as a doornail or what?
1: Well, I don't really think that this changes anything. I think that uh, we've been hearing that Apple's um, attempt to create its own services for Apple TV have stalled a little bit. And there's no surprise as to why it's happening. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, the people who own the content are disincented from letting Apple have it without paying for it, paying for it dearly. Um, or are not interested in letting them have it um, at all and making sure that they have the ability uh, to monetize it themselves uh, more directly. So, you know, it's it. A- Apple is, is not finding an easy road to hoe here. Apple was in the right place at the right time with the right solution to make a lot of money off of digital music when iTunes launched. And uh, the entertainment uh, media business uh, around video content it w- was is, it was not in the same dire straits uh, that the music business was at the time that, that iTunes came along.
0: Now, let's go back to those years briefly to frame this. We're talking about Napster. We're talking about the fact that a lot of music sales were being lost to pirates. It was so easy to just download something. And yeah, in theory, the RIAA could catch you or the industry player could catch you and force you to pay all sorts of money. And they even went to court and succeeded in doing so here and there. But by and large, most people, if they weren't too blatant about it, got away with it. So, of course, Apple came up with a solution. You can sell the music legally, sell it cheap, make it easy to download. You know, you get the score. That's where iTunes came through. However, this never happened with movies. In fact, movie licensing can drive you crazy. You know, and I'll give you an example of this, and then we can go into more of this. So what was it, a few weeks ago, I wanted to rent a movie. So I go to iTunes, and I see, what's going on here? It's for sale, but the previous week, I could rent it. Of course, you know, these rental deals have expiration dates. So if you forget to get there at a date uncertain because it's not advertised, well, we'll only rent it for another week. You have to buy the movie again until the studio decides, well, we'll rent it to you again. Or we'll offer it for on-demand service from HBO or from your cable provider. You know what I mean. It doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's become really balkanized, unpleasant Um customer hostile experience. You know, I have to know uh, whether or not I want to watch my content on Netflix or Hulu um, or CBS or Fox or whatever, and I have to authenticate all of those different services um, to get them to work and still have to pay my cable or dish provider in order to get access to them or hope that they've got an a la carte service like HBO or Showtime uh, that I can pay them for separately. And ugh. You know, okay. Now, no look, the Siri remote and and the Apple TV have, have tried to make those issues less of a problem for people uh, by making it easier to discover the content that you're interested in, making it easier to access regardless of where the actual content is coming from. That's one of the, I think one of the the major benefits of what Apple has done with the fourth-generation um, Apple TV, and it deserves some credit there. But it's an incomplete solution, and it's an incomplete solution because uh, the content providers themselves are, are locking Apple out from this. The, the, the content providers are disincented from, from letting Apple near the keys to their kingdom. And why should they?
0: Well, you know, it's not as if they're necessarily doing that great. You see, part of this is cord-cutting where we have people who decide for whatever reason, and a lot of times it's just they can't afford it anymore, where people decide, I can't pay $150 a month for the cable or satellite bill. I can cut back. And of course, what they've done is they've really set things up so it's difficult to cut back. And I know my sister-in-law is a widow, and she wants to cut back on TV. She wants to get a few things because her handicapped son likes golf. So she wants the golf channel and a few other things. And you think, well, five, 10 channels, basic cable, right? No, because each one is in a different tier. So in order to do this, she has to extend herself to get all sorts of extra services. She doesn't want a package of maybe two or 300 channels to get the five she does want.
1: Yeah, but this stuff doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know, just because she wants those five channels doesn't mean that enough people want those five channels enough to make those five channels viable enough for a la carte programming. One of the reasons why those channels exist to begin with is because being able to offer them as part of a package deal through your cable um, uh, 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 provider makes sense for them to do that. It makes sense from their advertising revenue model. It makes sense from their licensing share model. Uh it it makes it makes sense for that to exist. That's not going to exist in an a la carte environment. That's going to be survival of the fittest. It's going to be very
0: Darwinian. And you won't get the same selection. You won't get the same selection. Exactly. So now let me give you an example of this so we can be brief. My wife sometimes likes to watch Clue, C L O O. It's an NBC channel It's available only on a couple of services, it's just like reruns of crime procedurals like NCIS and Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, and that kind of thing. But in order to get it, you've got to get the right tier. Now, when these channels are licensed by your cable or satellite provider, they're not getting just one. They're getting 10. They're getting 20. They're getting a whole package that they're paying for. And in order to do this, they now have to offer them up to their customers to get the income they need to cover their expenses. They're not getting one so they can't offer one, if you get my drift here, okay? It's pretty complicated. We'll get into more of that in a moment with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night I Live. <music> Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, and easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com.
4: Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653, 877-886-3653, GoBerkey.com.
21: My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, LibertyOnCall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to LibertyOnCall.org right now. For not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's LibertyOnCall.org.
22: Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today.
23: To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182.
22: A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers. A
23: Place for Mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1 800 704 6182. That's 1 800 704 6182.
20: Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg.
0: So, the long and short of it is with your current subscription TV model, cable, satellite, It's set up in a way that a la carte doesn't work. Now, from a practical standpoint for the customer, it's nice to have a selection because a lot of times you discover as you go through the 300 channels to find something you want to watch, you say, oh my God, this is a nice show. Maybe this is worth watching. And I remember this like a number of years ago. I watched this crazy comedy crime procedural about an obsessive-compulsive detective called Monk, okay, by Tony Shalab. This is, what, 10, 15 years ago? And the guy is an amazing character actor. He was on Blacklist just recently, and he was in Galaxy Quest. And we didn't know this show existed. We just had to be browsing through the channels. And because we had a large selection, we discovered this We became loyal viewers to that show plus the other stuff the USA Network offered. So I can see the point, Peter, that expands on yours, which is that when you get this wide selection, maybe you think you don't need it, but there's a lot to discover, and that discovery helps you to find the content you want and helps the networks to sell ads and get viewers.
1: That is absolutely correct. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're faced with a tyranny of choice
0: uh, in some ways,
1: but um, our our expectation for just being able to cut the cord and only pay for what we we want, I think, is a little unrealistic under the circumstances.
0: Okay, so cord cutting. Obviously, people can't afford to pay the $150. They try their best at individual services. They get maybe Netflix and Hulu, and maybe a handful of the traditional cable or premium channels offer something independently. And by that way, you could put together a viewing diet for yourself. Maybe you rent some things from iTunes or from other services. Or you check the on-demand, online on-demand from some channels like CBS has an all-access pass, but the recent episodes of the show are available to download. And of course, you could Download them on your iPhone and send it by AirPlay with your Apple TV to your TV set. So, of course, CBS is selling a package month by month, but they give you samplers. So, there's a way to do it, but it's pretty awkward and it's not always working so well. So, we have a situation here where HBO Now, remember last summer introduced with great fanfare, three months exclusive on Apple TV. They only have 800,000 subscribers, which is a lot less than HBO anticipated. So is cord cutting even working?
1: Well, I think that, that it's a nice idea that a lot of people have, but as soon as they actually invest any time and understand what cord cutting actually means, they realize that Comcast or Dish or whoever they're paying their, that monthly Entertainment and internet access uh, fee too um, has got them over the barrel.
0: In a situation like this, it may also be that the companies are being too greedy. And part of it is, you know, you pay a certain amount of money per month for HBO. I have no idea what it is, $10, whatever it is. But if you're just getting HBO by itself without a cable TV subscription, you expect it's got to be a little bit more, and perhaps it is. But how many of these places can you subscribe to before you add it up and say, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Now, I understand a specialty service like Amazon Instant Video, which is part of Amazon Prime, or Netflix, so it's, what, $8.99 now a month. And you get House of Cards, and you get Daredevil, and you get Sensate, and you get Jessica Jones, and you get some fabulous shows. Maybe not all year round, but you get, you know, a half dozen wonderful shows orange is the new black and then you get a smattering of other things it's worth it as an appetizer as the dessert but how many people successfully replace all their cable and satellite with these individual services i can see maybe at some point you have to go down to the cheapest deal and they may be supplemented but it's really hard just to say no
1: well, yeah, exactly. I think that the it, it's an exceptional situation right now and over time as it becomes more viable for more people to do they will do it, but for right now it's still an edge case situation. Okay, and that is the
0: big question here. If Apple were to introduce such a service, they make all the deals with the entertainment companies. They offer a slim pack, 20 channels, 40 channels. Now, Dish Network is trying this with Sling TV, it's not working so well. So, what does Apple bring to the table to make it a compelling alternative for those who want to cut the cord, want to save money? That's a
1: really good question. I don't know. I don't know what they uh, what, what, what Apple would have to do to, to to make it compelling enough for people to do. I think that uh, uh, Apple Music has proven that that Apple certainly, you know, has the chops to attract a certain amount of customers, but maybe, uh, you know, not uh, not as big a deal as they thought it was going to be when it first started. You know, some kind of s- a video service from Apple follows suit, probably. You know, I, right now, I don't think that, um, you know, people who have a lot of different choices for uh, uh, downloading media content, find Apple's media content options when it comes to video Either TV shows or movies to be particularly compelling. You know, you can go on the iTunes Store. You can download a movie. You can download a, a TV series. You can uh, do a season pass and 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 subscribe to the entire thing. And you're getting you know beautiful digital copies of um, uh, whatever it is that you're downloading. And you've got that attached permanently to your 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 Apple ID, so you can download it again if you want it or stream it on on the devices that. Uh, that you have variously connected but the problem is that the the price is still pretty high um especially compared to other services and that you know given a choice i think people just want the the path of least resistance including the path of least resistance in their wallet when it comes to this kind of media content um and you know it, it it makes it kind of a tough sell
0: Apple's dilemma here would be to find a selling point to take to the entertainment companies. Because the way the entertainment companies are doing it now with rented or purchased video content is abysmal. Especially rented content where, and this is the way I think it works with iTunes. You have, I think, 30 days to watch the rented movie. Once you see the first two seconds of it, you have to see it in 24 hours. That's right. And
1: that's because of the content providers. That's not our Exactly.
0: That's what I said, the entertainment companies.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So say, I'll give you an example because I'm just getting over a flu virus. So say Sunday night, I start watching a movie and it's late and we'll watch it the next day. And the next day I wake up, I'm feeling sick. And I said, I don't need to do this. By the time I get back to the movie three or four days later, the rental period has expired. I have to rent it all over again. I'm not getting value out of that. Mm -hmm. I suppose I can give a sob story to Apple, and yes, they'll give you credit sometimes. I know for a matter of fact that if you approach it the right way or use the right feature, you can get a credit on a rare occasion and just rent it again. But the movie companies don't care about you. They are worried that if they let you watch that movie more than a day, that you'll pirate it. I don't know what they think you're going to do. I mean, I'm not a kind of person who buys movies anyway, because how many times do you even have time to watch a movie more than once or twice?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a family uh, with little kids, that I think plays in a lot more than than most people. Uh, Certainly some people who uh, consume a lot of digital content are are looking for for access to that, and you, you know, you get collectors or obsessives who are really into their one movie or their one TV show that they do want to watch over and over again. But I think most of us are content watching it and then moving on to the next thing. You know, I mean, like I've had a Netflix subscription for for quite a while, and I've watched House of Cards, and I've watched Orange Is the New Black, and I've watched Sense Eight, and they're all great, and I've enjoyed them. Uh, but I don't have any p- particularly compelling reason to watch them over again. You You
0: see, a lot of times if you have children in the house, they like to see things over and over again.
7: And there is that
0: rare movie that you will want to see more than once. But even then, think about it. The movie to buy might be, what, $15, $20, to rent it's $5. So if you rent it for $5, you could still rent it again for another one or two times before you reach the price of buying it. (laughs) hey... Let me tell you, we've got a special feature of the show called Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.techniteowl.com. You get the ad-free version of this show. How about that? Better quality audio, a modest subscription rate, plus.techniteowl.com. A couple of more segments to come with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
9: Thank you for listening to GCN.
8: Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
0: So we were talking about Apple's dilemma here with the entertainment companies. Can they find a path forward? And that's something also that, Everything I've read about the new Apple TV leaves me with this little hole that isn't being filled. And that is, Peter Cohen, we thought Apple was going to conquer the living room. Apple TV doesn't conquer the living room.
1: Well, I, I really wish that you wouldn't include me in that group of we people who thought that that
0: Apple was going to conquer the living room because I never really expected that to I think it's Apple raised the expectation, even if we didn't necessarily believe it.
1: I don't think that Apple raised the expectation at all. I think that tech pundits and, you know, other people did. But I,
0: I don't think that that's on Apple. Well, they express an interest, a deep interest in the living room experience. And yeah, I still...
1: so what? You know, that that doesn't mean we're coming to take over
0: your living room. We are coming to take over the living room with the Marco robot.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on,
0: you know. I think that's also the media hysterics about Apple. When Apple expresses an interest in anything, oh my God, what are they going to do? What's the product going to be? Exactly. So you think their intent with Apple TV is far more modest than what we think it could be or should be?
1: I think so, yeah. I think that um, Apple TV continues to be a growth area for Apple. I think Apple will continue to invest in its development and and, uh, create new features for it. I think the Apple TV... Uh, product itself is a really interesting evolution of the original design and i think that that apple has positioned it as an an entirely new platform going further uh, going forward you know the first three generations of the apple tv were closed boxes that apple could introduce new features on but only apple could introduce new features on and apple worked with a small select group of content providers to make sure that, that these quote-unquote channels were created that would, you know, enable you to access your content. They realized over time that that wasn't the right way to do it, so they went back to the drawing board and they came out with a much more robust device. Now, the, the fourth-generation Apple TV looks similar uh, to the third-generation Apple TV, although it is a little bit taller, but it is a very different device inside, and one of the things that makes it different is the fact that it can run apps, uh, apps that you download from an app store that's designed especially for the Apple TV. And that's because it's running its own independent operating system now called TVOS. Before now, the, the uh, Apple TV was mated to iOS, at least to a special build of iOS designed specifically for the Apple TV. So now Apple has you know created an SDK or software development kit that third-party uh, software developers can use. Uh, to access the inner workings of the Apple TV. They can create uh, content for the Apple TV. Um, And it's a very exciting platform going forward. So I I am very excited about it and I'm really anxious to get my hands on one. But I, I don't see it as a replacement for any other device in the home. I just see it as... Another intersection of where Apple can make my life easier. Where I use the Apple TV the most is, is a streaming music device when it comes to – or actually it's a streaming content device when it comes to the other devices in my home. So for example, if I want to hear music um, in, uh, in my room while I'm getting ready in the morning, I can use my Apple TV um, to, uh, to stream audio via AirPlay from a Mac or uh, my iPhone or even my Apple Watch. To, to that device, so that, that that's one area where I use it. You know, another is watching content from Netflix and and other uh, service providers. Um, but the third, and I think that this is the real killer feature for Apple, is how well it dovetails with other Apple devices. You know, I uh, it doesn't matter if I'm using a Mac, an iPhone, or an iPad. All of them have access to the Apple TV either through AirPlay. Um, or other means, and uh, all of them can make use of it, which extends the functionality of those devices in the rooms where I've got Apple TV as well. That, I think, is really where Apple's strength lays with the Apple TV compared to other set-top boxes that you can buy today.
0: I could see once they get this thing going in full swing, the HomeKit working with Apple TV with your home devices, the Internet of Things. That's right. You know, the integrated home. I mean, I don't know that I need an intelligent refrigerator or washing machine because I do perfectly well with the one I have. But, you know, I guess it has been decreed that we must have intelligent devices. So therefore, if someone's going to manage it, I'd rather it be Apple.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you. My, My inclination is to trust Apple before I trust anyone else. Not that they're infallible, but I just have had better luck.
0: What about gaming? Now, right now, the power of the Apple TV ought to provide a pretty decent gaming experience, but the limitations of the remote would kind of minimize that because it's not that you can just buy yourself a traditional gaming controller or one adapted for Apple TV. It is that it still has to work with the Apple remote.
1: Yeah, which I think makes perfect sense because you can't make any expectation that anybody who's using an Apple TV is invested in a third-party controller. So every uh, uh, app that you can download for the Apple TV has to, by definition, work with the Siri remote that comes with it because that is the primary and only interface that you can actually expect an Apple TV to have.
0: Now, you're the gaming person here. I'm not a gaming person. What level of games can you get now on Apple TV? What have you seen?
1: Strictly casual. Uh, The gaming experience on the Apple TV is not deep. There are games that, uh, in in most cases, if not all cases, with a few exceptions, there's some original development, but mostly it's been ports of games that you could already download for your iPhone um you know with some measure of 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 customization made to adapt to the different interface and stuff like that but not a lot of re-engineering of engines or you know core technology to affect the gameplay experience so you know the the the, the stuff that's up there is pretty light a lot of it is family oriented or you know fun stuff that you can do uh, in groups um it, it is in its nascent stages right now it is not a very robust um uh, environment and it is certainly no match for a traditional console system so you know apple tv versus ps4 versus xbox one or whatever i just give me a break
0: there's no comparison it's not something apple is even trying to do
1: it's not something apple has ever really tried to do but no i don't see it happening with the apple tv either i mean the apple tv is a nice piece of kit it's relatively up-to-date hardware um it's certainly got a lot of horsepower inside and i'm sure that developers will find ways to uh, leverage the system over time but you know the the apple tv is is not primarily a game console it is a, a a system that can play games but games are is only games are only one facet of what the Apple TV can do.
0: What about the 4K factor? And we're seeing more and more emphasis especially this year with new 4K TVs. Roku 4 has it, new Amazon Fire TV has it, Apple left out 4K. What's your perception of that?
1: I think that 4K is important for um the media industry or the, the the television industry because it gives customers an incentive to recycle um, or replace um, sets that they've already got and upgrade it upgrade them with something better. I don't see and I don't think that Apple saw enough forward momentum with four K to make it worth their while to engineer four K support in. Um, To the Apple TV, what I can tell you is that people looking at images on the Apple TV, the fourth generation Apple TV, especially the screensavers that that they use, which incorporates some video elements, um, often mistake the imagery for 4K because it is so crisp and so clear. Apple has definitely upped um, the quality of the output on the fourth generation Apple TV, even though it's not 4K, it looks really freaking good.
0: And bear in mind something else. This is something we've mentioned on the show a number of times, that you can get a 4K set at your Sam's Club for $400 maybe, but you are not going to see the 4K advantage unless you have a really big set and you're not too far from it. And I think one benchmark I read was, say, a 55-inch set. You've got to be no more than 8 feet away. Otherwise, forget about it. You're not going to see the difference. Peter Cohen joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night alive Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code.
10: If survivalist housing has been in your plans, get ready—we're bringing our Timberline Range camps to you, February 6 through 14, the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Get an up-close look at some of our most popular Timberline models, or visit survivalistcamps.com to pre-order a camp. We'll bring it to the show and save you the cost of shipping. It's the perfect time to get that camp you've wanted. Go to survivalistcamps.com, then plan on joining us at the Great American Outdoor Show in February in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
0: We're on the Tech Night Out Live. One more segment with our friend Peter Cohen, freelance writer and podcaster. So, you see, my point, Peter, is that it may sound good from an advertising standpoint. Oh my God, four times as many pixels. But it gets back to the old retina display limitation. How big a set are you prepared to buy to see that difference?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that that is another practical consideration when you're considering a 4K set is what exactly you're going to watch that's 4K. There is a dearth of available 4K programming right now. There's is is a dearth so of a dearth.
0: It's that bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, right now, let's see, Netflix has a handful and maybe Amazon Instant Video does. And there are a few other ways of doing it. This year, there will be a Ultra HD Blu-ray player. They're starting to come online now. That may help, but that's not going to mean anything in terms of the content you download online. It means buying a disc. That's right. And the other thing about 4K is that's not the full standard. There is more coming, something called Ultra HD Premium, and we talked about it last week with Stephen Baker of the NTD Group. What this means is you're going to get enhanced color, superior contrast, Right now, you're starting to see that phase in on the more expensive sets. But when those features are present, when there is source material to exploit it, even if you don't have a big enough TV, you will see a better picture. But then you still have to get back to how much of that is going to be available online. Remember, putting all that data in the stream is going to take up a lot of bandwidth and may require a faster connection than you have.
1: Yeah, and a lot of bandwidth is something that people are running into more and more these days um, as companies like Comcast are starting to oppose uh, caps on monthly bandwidth.
0: I have to say one thing about Cox. For the higher-end tiers, they've gone up to 2 terabytes bandwidth, and I think you'd have to work awful hard to fill those up.
1: That's excellent, and that's actually a much fairer deal than than Comcast has been doing, so that's good. good. Good
0: on Cox. Well, remember, too, that Cox is a private family-owned company, whereas Comcast is a greedy cable provider. They also own NBC Universal, so they also have a reputation for horrible customer support. I'm not worried about it because I don't use Comcast. I've never lived in a place that has Comcast, so they can't do anything to me, unless they want to advertise. And even then, you know, I don't think they're going to be looking for me.
1: Well, you're lucky. I'm stuck with them.
0: Well, that's it. What kind of connection do you have over there?
1: Oh, just a regular cable uh, connection. In, in my area, um, there is a dearth of available fiber. Um, there is a fiber backbone that runs through this geographical region, but there is absolutely no last mile access to it for consumers. So our two choices for any kind of high-speed connectivity involve either going with Comcast or getting a DSL line. And a DSL line is a sad joke, so um, Comcast it is. What kind of speed are you getting? Getting reasonable speeds. You know, I, I have a DOCSIS 3.0 modem installed, so I'm getting um, the, the higher speeds that we're paying for as part of our, uh, our tier. And periodically we get um, notified by Comcast to say, hey, uh, uh, restart your modem because we've just upped your, your, your speeds again. But uh, Comcast can up my speeds all they want, but if they continue to um, uh, enforce some kind of arbitrary data cap, it's going to be a real problem.
0: Now, with Cox in the Phoenix area, depends on where you live. In our neighborhood, we can get up to 300 megabits. Download, 30, upload. They do have something called GigaBlast. Okay. Gigabit internet. And gigabit internet is supposedly only slightly more expensive if you're lucky enough to get it. And that's to compete with Google Fiber. Because Google Fiber, if you look at their planning, They actually also list Phoenix as an area where they may consider a future service. And they may also have phone service. So, of course, we expect that the cable providers, thinking they're in Google's sites, will want to do something. But then what would I do with 300 megabits? Well, you could probably find a use for it somewhere. I'd work hard enough and see uh, if I had 300. I don't know. We'll go on with that. Quite interesting. So anyway, let's just kind of sum things up here as we kind of wrap it up. We talked about the Era 53 issue. If your Touch ID on your iPhone 6 family device is fixed by an unauthorized provider using unauthorized parts, Apple will make things better. The Apple TV seems to be doing nicely. It's not the all-encompassing device that some people might have expected it to be, but it appears to be a compelling device anyway. At this point, I remain highly skeptical, Peter Cohen, whether we'll see a subscription service from Apple or even if the market needs one. I do think there needs to be change in the industry and the way cable and satellite providers make their setups because right now it's become too expensive for people. Young people especially have cut the cord, not necessarily because they don't want the content, but they can't afford it. So they have to find more innovative ways And maybe that's the solution for the cable and satellite industry to look at innovative ways. Sling TV, I think, is just halfway there. Maybe that'll be it. Do you think five, 10 years from now, we'll even have cable and satellite as it is now?
1: Oh, of course. I think that
0: that hegemony is going to be around for a while. Do you think then that the cord cutting is just going to be the edges, the edge cases?
1: For now, for now, if the content providers gradually um, unchain their um, their their content a little bit more and make it easier for people to to access, I think uh, there's a good chance that people continue to 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 cord cut, and it'll continue to be a a, a trend. Um, and and I hope that it does. I hope that it does. I'm just not optimistic as it exists in uh, February 2016.
0: I think also it's a question of getting your business. And they'll do what's necessary to get your business. If it's a slim package, if it's more creative ways of packaging things. But remember also that your greedy cable and satellite provider also has to spend a lot of money getting content from the greedy entertainment companies. And that's really the big problem there too. And we had this problem just very recently here in the Phoenix area where Channel 6 was unavailable because it was taken over by a new company, and that's The CW. That's The Flash. That's Arrow. That's Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know about you, Peter Cohen, but I like comic book TV. So I missed that for a week, and then what happened is once it came back, it took about two days for On Demand to be replenished, so I didn't miss any episodes. But this is another problem we see right now where... As they make negotiations, periodically you lose access to a channel, especially a sporting event. That's pretty crazy. I mean, if I don't see the flash on the night it's broadcast and I watch it a few days later, that's sweat. And right now with getting over the flu, that was the situation. Oh, well, things got to change. Peter Cohen, if we want to know more about the things you're doing, can you tell us what you're working on?
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, keep track of me on social things at Twitter, at Flark, F-L-A-R-G-H. And I also have my own website where I post my thoughts and ruminations on Apple uh, technology and and other stuff. You can find it there at Peter-Cohen.com. That's also where I link to uh, the various um, articles that I write for other publications.
0: Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you very much for having me, Gene. I hope you feel better. (laughs)
1: Thank you for listening
9: to GCN. Visit GCNLive.com today.
11: Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be clean crisp and refreshing see the complete line of pro pure countertop inline gravity and household water filtration products visit your authorized pro pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. that's p-r-o-p-u-r usa.com or call 800-544-3533
17: This is a health alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620.
28: What's going to happen next?
20: You never know when you're listening to The Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg.
0: Now, just to show you what a great person Bob Levitas Dr. Mac is. As we started the interview, he had just come home after going to the store And he's going to be the proper house husband here, and he's going to cook for his wife. Cook dinner.
29: Cook is kind of stretching it tonight. Warming for your wife, warming dinner. Yeah, I mean, the main course is going to be barbecue. I picked up at Cooper's uh, Old Time Barbecue yesterday, but it's still delicious. You know, barbecue is good for at least a couple of days.
0: Okay, I don't know much about barbecue because I haven't hung around in Texas and I don't go to the barbecue places here in Arizona. I don't blame you. You know, which may be, of course, something that would be a saving grace right now.
29: Well, I I think barbecue anywhere but Texas is questionable at best.
0: (laughs) Barbecue anywhere but Texas is questionable at best. Well, let me ask you a question here about Texas and I asked you this years ago, but since we have a lot of new listeners... We just had a station in Portland join us recently. Do people in Texas really say excellent all the time? Uh,
29: not that I've noticed. They say y'all, though. They do say y'all. All right. They don't talk funny, but this is Austin, which isn't really very Texasy. You know, it's pretty liberal and, and uh, college town. and It's not Ted Cruz country. <laughs> austin no definitely not i think it's more uh
0: more likely to go uh go the way of the old guy what's his name bernie you know every time you say bernie sanders i think of larry david and
29: hey now take- i think of larry sanders <laughs> and and
0: his sidekick hey now hank kingsley to see the thing that bothers me about bernie sanders forget his politics and i know some of you approve of his politics, and certainly he's a dedicated public servant for many years. But I think of the people who worked in the delis over in Brooklyn and in Manhattan, and I think of the guy selling me knishes. And I can't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah, the guy selling you knishes.
29: He used to be friends with my (laughs) in-laws. His name was Porky. I swear to God, the knish man, Porky.
0: Porky the knish man. Is that because of his
29: weight? I never met him, so I don't know. I think I once asked, and she said, no, he's skinny.
0: But that was his name, Porky, the Kanish guy. Porky, the Kanish guy. Gabilla's yeah, from, Kanish's. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Gabilla's Kanishes. And Schechter's Kanishes in Coney Island. You know, never I don't know why those. we're talking oh, about Kanishes, be because good. where we live here in Arizona.
29: You can't you, get a good Kanish.
0: You can get a Kanish.
29: There's not even one good deli-style deli restaurant here. Not one.
0: We have Choppies here, which is decent. They have decent knishes, but they aren't the real thing. I think they're frozen. That's the problem. I get
29: frozen at the local grocery store in the kosher food section, and they're just not that good. But I can get great pastrami here. There's a pizza place called Pius, and the guy on the side makes pastrami, and it's the best pastrami I've ever had. What kind of pizza? Is the pizza good? Yeah, the pizza's excellent. It's... uh, it's um. Neapolitan style, Naples, so it's cooked in one of those ovens that looks like an igloo that's got a fire in it. It's very, very hot, 800 or 900 degrees, so the pizzas cook real fast, and they're kind of crispy on the bottom, and uh, they use fresh mozzarella. It's, it's, you know, very trendy with basil, lots of basil. But yeah, their pizzas are excellent, but their uh, pastrami is, like, even better, And the place is 40 minutes, 45 minutes from here out in the country. And I've gone three times now, and I will definitely be going
0: again soon. He'll send us a care package to Arizona because we need help. I think they ship. uh, I do think they ship pastrami. I'll have to ask them. Seriously speaking, I understand you've gone back to school.
29: Well, yes, I have. I've decided that it was time to... uh, take more control of the things that I do, especially the things that I write. And, and traditional publishers do things the traditional way, and I've done that for 25 years and 75 books, and I'm just tired of doing the same thing over and over. So I am going to school to learn how to run an online business. <laughs> and you might think that's odd because I'm a geek, but I don't know very much about you know running the back end of a business that sells a, a product like a PDF file or a ebook uh, or video. I have no idea you know how you build that stuff. So I'm taking a, a, a eight week course. It's actually a twelve week course, but. Eight weeks of instruction, and then I've got four weeks of other stuff I got to do before I, I consider myself done. I gave myself the challenge of doing it by May first, which is uh, thirteen weeks from the day I started.
0: Do you get a certificate or a degree or something?
29: Nothing. the The satisfaction of a you know having finished this all this coursework and study, but you know I'm learning a ton, and, and a lot of it is about marketing it's not so much about the mechanics which i think probably i could figure out but kind of like what works and what doesn't work and why and and i'm 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 pretty happy with the uh the quality of the instruction i'm in the i guess second week i what uh, monday opens up a new section the third of eight i guess and uh so far uh, you know i feel really good about being able to by week 13, uh, be finished with this project and ready to start marketing it and know what I'm doing rather than just, you know, sending
0: email to everybody I know and saying, tell your friends. Obviously it's more involved than that. So we wish you good luck with it, but let's get back to our technology universe as you prepare to warm dinner for the missus. Now, once you get your course completed, I was assuming in general it was just a matter of running your existing ventures, but doing it through this new setup after having learned how to do it. But do you actually have a specific product or service in mind for this?
29: I have a whole bunch of ideas for, you know, once once I'm able to... Um, uh, Send email to people who are interested in this kind of thing and have a website where they can go and learn more and and purchase things if they like. Um, then, yeah, I do. Um, the thing that the my hot button, and it has been for years, and I've never been able to get a traditional publisher to uh, buy into a book on the topic. But my thing is is procrastination and personal productivity for Mac users. because, I am the poster child for attention deficit disorder. You know, I'm the most disorganized, bouncing off the wall, hyperactive person in the world. And there's no reason uh, in the world I should be able to write 75 books. You know, I just, I, I don't have the attention span and, and it, I would be bored. But a long time ago, I started to develop all these strategies for getting a lot of this stuff done at a Mac every day. And and I realized that a lot of people have the same problems I do, distractions, uh, not knowing how to do something quickly, not knowing an efficient way to do things, uh, spending a lot of time organizing and not a lot of time getting things actually finished. And, and so I'm, I'm writing a book, uh, I would say that it's a productivity a, a personal productivity book but from the perspective of someone that spends the, their day in front of a Macintosh computer.
0: And this is the kind of situation where you are home, you are alone and if you have a family about where you have animals or you have somebody watching TV we it all It doesn't
29: even matter. It doesn't you don't even have to have that. You could live alone and still have Facebook and and uh Twitter calling your name they're worse than a family, because they're always there 24-7. I'll
0: so, tell you yeah. something, with the online world, people have always called me names. Hey, we have Bob Dr. MacLevitas, and he's gone back to school, and we're going to learn, I guess, over the next few appearances, some of the techniques that he's learned in avoiding procrastination, which will form a basis for... His new e-book.
29: ebook is the first thing, and I've
0: already started
29: working on it. It's called Working Smarter for Mac Users.
0: We got more to come with Bob Levitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night High Live.
9: You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNLive.com today.
0: Formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if graphic converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy graphic converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for graphic converter. Go to LEMKESOFT.com. That's L E L-E-M-K-E M K E SOFT.com. L E M K E SOFT.com.
21: My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now. For not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org.
19: Today, more than ever, it's imperative that you protect your digital privacy. EDEC Digital Forensics Signal Blocking Anti-Radiation Anti-Surveillance Faraday Bags Shield the contents of your phones, tablets, and key fobs from 4G, Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth, NFC, and more. Find us at edecdf.com slash radio or call us now at 805-222-4584. That's 805-222-4584. Radio listeners get 20% off your order.
4: That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much.
23: For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details in the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states
15: owe ten thousand dollars or more to the irs
16: get on board with the tax admiral don't pick on the irs alone i'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill sometimes i can even get it zeroed out completely
15: we're an a-rated company helping people clean up their mess with
17: the irs
16: if you owe ten thousand dollars or more then call the tax admiral
17: call 800-287-7180 again that's 800-287-7180 800-287-7180
20: You never know what's going to happen next while listening to The Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg.
0: So, Bob Levitas is going to show you how to work smarter for Mac users. And I think that probably would apply to anybody home doing... Online work needing discipline, needing fewer distractions, finding a way to just get in there, get about your business, do your work, and then once you've done it, if you want to reward yourself, going out to get a gabella's kanish or a pizza, <laughs> yeah. it's okay.
29: Well, that is one of the strategies: is the uh, carrot and stick. You know, <laughs> so you, you say, "Look, I got to do this thing. It's going to take me a couple hours, but I really want." Uh, in and out burger for lunch, and if I can finish this by eleven thirty that's exactly what I'll do and you'll find that you finish it by eleven thirty because you really want
0: an in and out burger if you want an in and out burger, that's your privilege, but you know something I've tried it, and I don't understand why it's so popular now, I understand that in and out burger will it's never ever advertise on the tech night live so <laughs> I'm not worried about losing an advertiser on the other hand, I can't understand it. you see why people like it. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it's a much better burger. You don't any get more meat else, for the money.
29: Any place else I can get a burger for five bucks is a worse burger. I can get a burger that I like way better than that at places like Hop Daddy, but it's a $12 burger and that's a whole different story.
0: So it's a combination of price plus quality.
29: It's price and performance. That's right. Their stuff uh, at In-N-Out Burger, everything is always fresh. All the lettuces, you can watch them tearing it up right before they put it on your sandwich. And, you know, uh, they pride themselves in everything being made there in their kitchen fresh. And they do a good job of serving a good burger at a reasonable price. And they have good fries.
0: I don't eat fries either, but that's another story. You see, I'm just being negative here. All right. I'm just being negative to anything he says. You want to talk about pizza? You know, I really don't. I had decent pizza just this past Sunday for Super Bowl. I really am not a football fan.
29: Me either. But I tape it, you know, I I, uh, DVR it and then I skip through and I, I fast forward through all the football and just watch the commercials.
0: We went to a place called Casanova Brothers Pizza in Gilbert, Arizona, and they're from Queens, New York. It's a pretty decent pizza. Let's get into technology here. And I wonder here, have you read the stories about this issue here where if you repair your iPhone 6 family... At-
29: Are you talking about Area 51
0: Well, no. error 53? Imagine that. Wait a minute here. So we have Area 51, which, of course, is near Las Vegas. And then we have the error 53. We mentioned it briefly with Peter Cohen, so I don't want to go back through all the details. But the thing I'm going to ask you about here is just, of course, the question of the right of a customer to repair what he wants, where he wants to repair it. And that's Uh, the problem we have at play here is the fact that if anything involving the repair of your touch ID is done from Apple or an authorized reseller, they have the proper parts, a special procedure, whatever it is. So everything works together. But a third party does it and they don't have access to the original Apple parts or specifications. And you try to use it, As soon as you update your iPhone, it's an error 53. Or it says visit area 51 and we'll figure it out. Well, you know, if it were a different part,
29: it would be a lot easier to uh, castigate Apple for this. If it were the screen or if it were the memory, if you change that out with third party. But the fact is, the part that's being changed out, in essence would let you bypass the iPhone security. And if the iPhone were stolen, you know that there's no other way you can use it. It's bricked because until you do something to it, and that would be something you could do. So, you know, take it to a place and have the the sensor replaced. Then it'll want you to put new fingerprints in. And then all of a sudden, you have access to everything on that phone. So I get it. You know, there is a, a serious, serious security issue. But at the same time, people buy those phones, they should have the right to get them fixed however they
0: want. Now, here's the other issue which comes into play here. It's not a matter of so much of cost or anything because except for the first few months of the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, these products are still under warranty. So Apple would fix it free or the authorized reseller. But say you were really living in a place where you're very far from Apple and you got the local shop. He's at the mall. And you do this as a matter of convenience. And I think people go into it being naive because Apple should do a better job to explain to people. That this is the, this is the heart of your phone's security. And
29: letting anybody that wants to replace it completely uh, breaches the fact that, you know, iPhones don't get stolen because they're useless if they're stolen. I mean, they get stolen, but not very often because it's pretty hard to you know reprogram an iphone and use it after it's been reported stolen you can't just plug it in and erase it you know it's got all kinds of protection against people doing that so if your iphone goes missing and you've got a a passcode as long as the bad guy can't guess the passcode they can't get at your stuff as soon as you replace that sensor who knows maybe they can maybe they can't but you know Apple is selling a device as very secure, and if you, you say, that, well, that's fine, you can do that if you want, then all of a sudden there's devices that aren't very secure. Maybe they could have handled it another way. Maybe they could just have the screen flash. This phone has been jailbroken and isn't secure anymore every hour or something. But bricking the phone, I guess, is an extreme response.
0: I think part of it also is the issue of laws in states and countries. And Do those laws require that you can fix your product anywhere? See, that's a problem right there because...
29: Somebody's suing.
0: That's the thing. We already have one company, I think it's Seattle, that's filed a lawsuit. No, it's Northern California. We have one legal firm filing a lawsuit against Apple for obvious reasons. And the question here is, can such a lawsuit sustain itself in the courts? How do the courts look at this issue? The courts say, you know what? Apple has the right to protect its property. They are advertising a secure product, and this is the only way they can do it. Therefore, you have to follow the rules. Or can they say, well, Apple is liable because they haven't taken the proper measures to make sure customers understand the limitations. I think a customer information is important. And this is one suggestion I made to Peter, which is that they agree to put this little leaflet or something with your new iPhone saying, warning and explaining that if the Touch ID or related components need to be fixed, it must be done by Apple or an authorized reseller because of security concerns and put that on the site. So they're saying, look, we warned you. It's going to happen.
29: Whether or not the lawsuit goes forward, wait and see. This will happen because otherwise there'll be more lawsuits. But I'm curious as to whether the lawsuit, you know, has merit and has legal standing and will go forward. And if it does, it'll be interesting to see what way the courts rule. And if they rule, it'll be interesting to see the way it goes on appeal. And if they rule on appeal, it'll be cool to see how the Supreme Court reacts.
0: (laughs) It comes back again to how the state laws regarding consumer protections and how the federal laws interact and the laws in other countries. And a lot of it is that because those laws may not take into account the new technologies where you have these dilemmas.
29: Right. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't even presume to tell you uh, what the legal uh, principles would be on this. I can tell you, you know, the kind of like the ethical thing. And if it weren't the security, it would be a bad thing that Apple was doing. But it, seeing as how it keeps your phone secure, they, I think they get some latitude. That's just my personal thing. Because if you say anybody can repair the uh, Touch ID, then iPhones are no longer secure in general. Because you can do that and nobody can tell the difference.
0: And the issue here is that Apple is making a promise in its advertising and promotional literature about the safety of these systems. And if there's a situation where they can't guarantee safety... They may have to make it clearer. That's it right there. And that's always part of the problem. You have situations here where the company has to come back kicking and screaming and maybe make some kind of settlement with people. They also have to come up with some way to accommodate those who legitimately, not robbed somebody's iPhone, but legitimately... Because they were naive.
29: Well, they already have that, but it requires okay, but- just being without your iPhone for a while because you have to send it to Apple for service. But it's not that hard to uh, get a product repaired by Apple. In fact, the last time I did it, they sent me a box up front with a uh, you know, postpaid box. I put the thing in, closed it up, sent it back and a few
0: days. It was a MacBook Pro, and a few days later, it came back. We'll come back with more of Bob, Dr. Mac I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
9: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
12: Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only 33.95 it's made in the usa so click the family-owned website at SacroWedgie.com. spelled s-a-c-r-o-w-e-d-g-y.com or call 1-800-737-9295 that's 1-800-737-9295 relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie
8: Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
0: So, we're talking here about not Area 51 or Area 53, but Error 53. And as you mentioned, yes, you can send the thing to Apple. But once the thing is bricked, okay, Apple's statement says contact Apple. So will Apple take the product that's been bricked, bring it into their facility and fix it for you? And will they charge you for it? Will they reimburse you for what you paid? What would they do? I don't know. I've been reporting on Apple for 25 years now.
29: And uh, I still can't tell you what they're thinking. I don't know. You know, they. I have no idea. I really don't. I couldn't. Couldn't presume to think what their official position is and why. Um, but I guess we'll see if somebody's doing a class action. It'll either get thrown out or it'll proceed. So if I, it proceeds. I'm interested in how it goes.
0: I would hope I that Apple would err on the side of favoring the customer. Let's leave it there. Okay. I would think so. Let's move into the issue of an Apple subscription service. And of course, the latest cold water came from Les Moonfuss of CBS saying he hasn't talked to Apple in a while about an Apple subscription TV. Is this something you'd want if it actually happened? Probably.
29: I, I might or might not. I'll, I'll tell you though, more and more I'm feeling that. I want to cut the cord completely and have Netflix and Hulu and buy whatever else I can that I need at the iTunes store a la carte because I don't watch that much television. My wife does, though, and I'm afraid maybe it would be more expensive for her to buy the series that she likes. Um, But maybe not because our our, uh, cable bill is exorbitant. Are you in the $150 a month plus zone? Yes. And... It includes their highest tier of internet, their fastest tier, which is supposed to be 300 megabits up and 100 down or 60 down or something. And uh, generally gives me, you know, a gigabit, 700, 800. It's unbelievable how fast it is. And nobody else has fast internet in my neighborhood, so I'd have to pay more for my internet if it weren't in the bundle. But I'm almost willing to do that, because the cable part of it's over 100 bucks.
0: I understand why cord cutting would especially be a problem if you're a retiree. You don't have the money. You don't have the 150 a month. You need to keep it cheap. You're a so-called millennial. You're getting out of school. You're setting up your first apartment or whatever, and you want television. And it's a question. Of course, you may not even have the time. It may not even matter more than watching a few shows every night or watching local TV if you have enough stations available. But as soon as you start adding things a la carte, it gets to be difficult, confusing, and at some point in time, there's a cost-benefit ratio. And I still think the more I see cord cutting going on, I think it's something that's going to be an edge case,
29: See, I would be happy with just Hulu and Netflix, which cost a total of under twenty bucks a month. And you know, I really there's a few things a year I probably would buy on iTunes in addition to that. But that's way less than one fifty a month for the cable bundle. And and I got to tell you, the cable bundle is you know it's uh, hundreds and hundreds of channels of TV none of which I watch. Not one. You know, there's like three shows I'll watch. I'll watch South Park if I remember. I might watch Family Guy still. I watch The Simpsons when I remember. I only watch animated TV. And uh, occasionally, before I go to bed, I'll watch something that's on late night, but I wouldn't mind at all not having that, you know.
0: Well, you see, in your particular situation, too. For me. You're in a larger city. There are probably the full collection of terrestrial stations that have all the networks so you can get an antenna you can also buy a dvr to record those shows right so you can get your basic content if you like network fare i don't watch that stuff but if you did this is an option for you and then you flesh it out with hulu you flesh it out with netflix and maybe an occasional rental or purchase it's still way it's iTunes. still way
29: cheaper. Still way cheaper than my cable bill. We're still way below what I'm paying for, you know, whatever tier. And part of it is my wife likes HBO and Showtime. So, you know, I think that's probably about twenty-five or thirty-five bucks right there. And I say, you never watch anything on Showtime. Do we have to keep it? Maybe no. she likes to watch Ray Donovan. Maybe she does. I don't know. But uh you know what they say? Happy wife, happy life. So I'm not about to disconnect her cable until I find a way for her to have what she wants without it. And so far, there's, you know, it's been close, but no cigar. I think maybe the new Apple TV. I have to look closely and, and make a list of all her favorite shows and make sure I can get them another way. But it might be if I get an Apple TV in there, I can set it up so that she can see everything she likes and we can cut our bill by probably. Fifty to a hundred bucks a
0: month, there's also an intermediary step, which is you get the basic, cheapest cable or satellite, and a lot of times that's maybe all you need. Maybe you have current sporting events on the broadcast channels, and then you can go to h b o now to get the h b o content and then you get Netflix and Hulu and not even Hulu because you'll get that from your terrestrial stations. And you got a pretty full package pretty cheap. I think the ways to cheap out. Part of the problem is the way the cable companies get you. And a lot of this is the content providers who give them the carrier permission. And that is they give them 15 channels. But those 15 channels are in four different tiers. So if you want to see all of it, you may have to get several tiers of content to see the full selection. This is the scam. Yes, Here, you can't get a la carte.
29: Yeah, I can't say I only want FX, Comedy Channel, and HBO. And I would pay 40 bucks
0: a month for a package that had just that. Isn't that kind of also what Apple wanted to do, which yeah, is to give you a basic slim right. cable? But we already have Dish Network doing that with Sling TV, and it hasn't gone so well, I understand. Not really a lot of pickup. Also, just heard about HBO Now they have only 800,000 subscribers, which isn't a lot, not what they expected. So offering these separate services may not be that profitable to the entertainment companies.
29: Well, I think bundles probably still make sense, but uh, there's almost no flexibility in my cable company's bundles. If you want. if you want anything more than basic sports, you're going to pay an extra twenty or thirty bucks. If you want uh, any of the premium channels, you're going to buy them. They give they do these specials every once in a while where they'll give you three months of something free, and then they put it on your bill and hope you don't notice. It's just you know, for me, I watch so little TV, and really, I would be happy to go uh, and rent for five bucks anything I feel like watching movie length work. I've got hundreds of movies. It's like there's plenty of stuff that I still need to watch that I own already. So I could cut off the cable and not really miss it. It's my wife. So one of these days I will figure out a way to make it easy for her to watch everything she likes and uh, save money. But so far I haven't,
0: I'm not there. Let's look at the meta picture here. Okay. So right now, do the cable satellite companies just sit back figuring cord cutting is not going to work very well? As people get older, maybe the economy improves. We'll get the business back. What do you think?
29: Well, I think, you know, there's been a rumor that Apple wanted to buy Comcast and or Time Warner. Uh, Have you heard that? It's it's gone around a couple times in the last couple months.
0: I heard Time Warner, and I wondered why they would do that because I think it would put them in a poor negotiating posture for dealing with the other companies. Listen, let's take a break here, but let me tell you that we have a ad free version of the show if you don't want to hear the advertising. Like you do, of course, with your DVR, you skip the commercials or you subscribe to Tech Night Out Plus plus dot That's P L U S dot technightout We have more segments to do, more things to talk about with Bob, Dr. MacLevitas on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code.
11: Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P R O P U R U S A.com. Or call 800 544 3533
0: So at the end of the day, it looks like cable and satellite are in states of flux, Bob Levitas, and that a lot of things have to be worked out about bundle deals, about unbundling, about cord cutting and like that. But at this point, where can Apple enter the picture? Does it have to have the slim service?
29: Well, I think in order for Apple TV to be a complete solution... They need to be able to offer a package that includes the stuff you're used to getting, which I guess means local, uh, you know, network programming and a bunch of basic cable channels. And maybe that's a good idea. You know, it it remains to be seen how it's priced and uh, what's in the bundle. So there's a big range of what could happen from, oh, well, that bundle isn't very
0: appealing and it's too
29: expensive to, oh, my God. That's awesome. I'm getting rid of cable TV
0: tomorrow. Now, I can take the stuff I watch on TV, distill it down to the basic 12 channels. And if Apple could offer that, and maybe one premium channel plus the local stations and a DVR kind of capability, which may be the other issue here, would it be an online kind of thing? And then the other issue you have to contend with is the ISP's bandwidth cap. They lose your business, They'll push you in another way, which is, of course, you're going to exceed your bandwidth.
29: But then somebody else will come along and be able to give you more bandwidth for less money, like Google Fiber in Austin
0: is coming. If you live in a place like that, yes.
29: I think that the race is on. I think that you're going to see lots of competition in high speed connection over the next 20 years. And, you know, we don't know what technology they're going to use. Fiber's expensive. But the wireless stuff, uh, some of this wireless stuff going on with four and five radios, is pretty fast, and who knows how much faster it could get? So maybe wireless is the you know where the speed'll. Maybe there'll be some you know way to get wireless internet into your house from a satellite or I don't know medium range uh, microwave. I, I really I don't
0: know. Let me point this out to you. There is a story this week from AT&T is going to be testing a 5G service that's going to be, number one, use less battery life. Number two, will be many times faster than current systems, which means you can get incredible speeds from a wireless network. And if there was enough bandwidth capacity in terms of bandwidth cap, it could become, in theory, a viable competitor to traditional cable internet but we're talking about not this year, not next year, maybe a few years hence.
29: Let me just say this about that. Remember who you're dealing with. I just switched from at and to another wireless provider because at and how can I say this gracefully? I don't and care they, if you uh, say
0: it gracefully or not, say it.
29: Well, they redefined the word unlimited and then they raised the price of so-called unlimited. And that was the last straw for me. I switched to T-Mobile. I cut my cable bill for my family in half. And I am very happy. The people at T-Mobile have been very nice. The service works as well as AT&T without all the headaches. All I
0: can say is, I don't know why I waited so long. understand here T-Mobile doesn't have the coverage in the rural areas. But I don't the, live
29: in a rural area. Of course, and I don't care. I don't even go in rural areas. All I care about is: Does it work at my house? Will it work when I travel? Well, it'll work about as well as AT and T. And I'm not moving
0: out into a rural area this year. If I do, I'll switch providers again. Okay. Now, what about your cable TV? Who does it for you? It's Time Warner, and I have to say, the internet access is awesome. I
29: love my Time Warner internet. You must be the only one in the country who does. I get these consistently fast speeds. I get these, you know, just amazingly fast downloads and way faster than what I'm paying for. Uh, And sometimes I can't believe it so much. I take screenshots of speedtest.com results because there's no reason it should be running as fast as it is. And it does. And, And, you know, it's cable. So it goes up and down. In the evenings and late afternoons, it's not as good as in the the morning and lunchtime. You know, while people are at, at work or at school, my bandwidth at home is amazing. Sometimes in the evening, it's, you know, not that good. But even then, it's still twice as good as whatever I'm promised You know, it rarely drops down to near the thirty I think it's thirty I pay for. Maybe it's yeah, it's thirty and they doubled it and said they're giving me sixty for the price of thirty and it's always let me find a picture, I'll tell you exactly. As he finds the picture. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're all filed away. It's all right.
0: I believe you, Bob. I believe you, Bob.
29: No, I want to see what numbers I'm getting.
0: Now here's the issue here. Yeah. With Apple. So Apple obviously tried to do this service. The talks are moribund right now. Is this ever gonna happen or does Apple have to find a different way of dealing with them? What?
29: I just read somewhere that Eddie uh, Eddie Q is in Hollywood looking to put together production partnerships and deals like this week. So maybe it's you know, maybe they're back on to trying to do it again.
0: Well that I, I think is with regard to whether Apple produces its own programming, which is different because you think then Apple would just sell it through iTunes.
29: I don't know. I, I think that that's not their core business and marketing entertainment that's only available there that they make. I don't know. That's, that's It opens up a rocky path to their relationship with other suppliers.
0: Now, let me just give you some information about Apple coming from Eddie Q and Craig Federighi. Apple Music has 11 million subscribers. ICloud, iCloud has 782 million users. And sometimes they must be on there all at once when the service doesn't work very well. True.
29: But I have to say, for that big a scale, it's pretty reliable most of the time. Okay, so listen to this. Download speed, 232 million megabits per second upload speed 21.65 and that's typical sometimes i get four five six seven hundred it's just amazing how fast sometimes it is now that is a wired connection i do have uh, ethernet on this machine so that's not wireless i don't even think i could. my wireless goes that fast
0: i'm not going to ask you to test because we'll lose this connection
29: yes but trust me that's what i get and uh I'm real happy with Time Warner as an internet provider. It also is, for the most part, really reliable. You know, I don't have any uh, major outages and downtime and you know, I don't have to go reboot the router very often. I think
0: it's reached a point with these services where you're dealing with industry standard routers, cable modems, whatever. The systems are all pretty similar in the way things are done and things are engineered. And as there's more redundancy in the system, more reliable systems, they are simply going to work better. And that's a tried and proven system. That's the way things should be. Let me just do this break and then we'll continue. What is also true is that you're listening to the Tech Night Out Live. We're talking with our old friend, Bob, Dr. McLevitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Didn't I say that? (laughs)
4: So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today.
21: My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now. For not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org.
13: Are you sneezing, coughing, and aching? have a sore throat, a fever, or the sniffles? There's no reason to be sick this cold and flu season with immune system support from Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver can give your body the help it needs to fight off harmful pathogens without hurting beneficial gut flora and without leaving behind resistant bacteria. Antibiotics can damage good microflora and often leave behind bacteria which can cause problems later on. If you're sick of being sick, try Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver, the number one choice of thousands for a safe and effective way to protect against the many diseases and illnesses that we are facing today go to supernaturalsilver.com read our customer reviews and see the life-changing results that people are having that's supernaturalsilver.com supernaturalsilver.com use the promo code protected for 20 percent off your entire order and like us on facebook Supernatural Silver.
22: as if chlorine in our water weren't bad enough now they're adding ammonia
30: it's true some municipalities are now adding ammonia plus chlorine to your water supply it's a disinfectant called chloramine But with a trusted Big Berkey water filter you can keep chloramine out of your water. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show EPA Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water get your big berkey today call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click bigberkeywaterfilters.com that's 1-877-99-BERKEY big berkey water filters for the love of clean water
15: Owe $10,000 or more to the
16: IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill sometimes. I can even get it zeroed out completely.
15: We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS.
16: If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral.
17: Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 287 7180
20: You're listening to The Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
0: On the Tech Night Out Live, we're talking internet connections and cable bundles and Apple subscription TV with Bob Levitis. I have one more
29: observation. Okay. And that is, my cable TV service, when I watch something on cable, it works, period. I mean, 99.8% of the time when I go to
0: watch something on cable, it works. Exactly. That's what I was saying about the technology. I just think the technology overall has gotten much better. And I think the actual visible differences among services right now is really, really not that much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've compared DirecTV with Cox, and it used to be that DirecTV was really good. Cox was mediocre. Maybe they were compressing the signal too much, but now just about everybody is giving you good stuff. The basic quality is better. And I think that also is throughout the technology industry. I mean... well.
29: But what I was going to say was, I don't have that same thing with Apple TV and Hulu and Roku and anything that comes in over the Internet. There are always issues. It stutters. It takes three minutes to start. It stops for no reason. The technology there is not as mature as the cable TV ecosystem. And, and I put up with more, oh, my God, I can't believe it just rebooted itself or... You know, kicked me out of Netflix again, get booted out of Netflix again, sorry. It's annoying, and it doesn't happen with cable. With cable, when you're watching a show, it usually goes from start to finish without any problems. With uh, anything that's coming in over the internet, eh, it's hit or miss. It might play through without ever having a problem, but more than likely it's going to hiccup at least once and you know, stutter and freeze and make weird noises.
0: But that, I think, is the problem always with streaming services. It's always this level of imperfection that you don't get with your standard cable or satellite. And I agree with you about Netflix. So, for example, we got into watching Jessica Jones, the superhero show. Ever see it? mm Okay. I think it's one of the better superhero shows. Very gritty in the spirit of Daredevil, for example. So every so often we'd be watching the show and it would stop or maybe a rebuffer. Or maybe you have to back out of it a couple of levels, go back in, pick up where you left off. And this didn't matter what time of day. We'd watch it maybe at 9 o'clock at night, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, get the same problem. Now, maybe it was a load issue on Netflix's part. Maybe it was an issue on Cox, although I don't think Cox was throttling because the bandwidth we needed in terms of bits per second, was certainly a lot lower than our normal speed. So I don't know. Has it happened that often to you?
29: Often enough that I can say, you know, it affects my enjoyment of what I'm watching way more than when I'm watching on cable. When I'm watching on cable, you know, usually I just don't even think about being interrupted by any kind of technical issue. When I'm watching Hulu or Netflix or anything, anything on my Apple TV or Roku, anything that's coming, you know, over the wireless wire, over the wire and the wireless, you know, I expect interruptions. I expect at some point to have quality problems with it. And usually I'm not disappointed or usually I am disappointed, whichever
0: way you look at it. Now you've got the new Apple TV, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Compared to the third generation model, is the picture quality any better or is it all about the other features?
29: I haven't noticed any difference in picture quality. What, I, what I've what i noticed is all about the remote and, you know, voice control and stuff. And, the you know, apps, the ability to, you know, change what's on that screen and get new stuff. That's a cool thing, you know.
0: Now, at one time, I had the impression or some people had the impression based on Apple's interest in the living room that something would come from apple that would conquer the living room now apple tv extends the capability with third-party apps and some games and stuff and a better or at least mostly better remote control but it doesn't conquer the living room does it not
29: yet but you know i i have to think one of the missing parts is uh home automation and i think uh You know, we're getting closer to being able to have all of that come together for the house on the Apple TV. That's the device that's got a processor that's always on and wireless. So, you know, at some point, it could be, um, I don't know. Uh, You know, I don't know what Apple's going to do. People ask me all the time, and I say, you know, I'm the last one to know.
0: Well, the thing here also is with the so-called Internet of Things, the HomeKit, Apple's depending on third parties to do everything. Well, I can tell you that so far, uh, I'm not impressed.
29: I've got lots of stuff here that's supposed to be HomeKit-friendly, HomeKit-compliant, HomeKit-whatever. And they're really, it's a big mess. You know, I've got one app to do one thing, one app to do another thing. I can't control that light with this app, but I can control those two lights with a different app. Uh, And then I can control my thermostat with a bunch of different things, but I can't control the thermostat and lights with anything but my computer. And it's just, you know, it's not together yet.
0: And I think that's a big problem there, too. This so called Internet of Things. I wonder if they're maybe forcing the issue and asking us to expect automation, things we don't care about. I don't care about all right, maybe I want the toaster oven or the microwave to go on at a certain time so my TV dinner is warmed up when I get home.
29: That's not the, you know, I'll tell you what I would like. I would like to be able to say, turn all the lights in my office on when I walk in. If it's evening, turn them on to 60% power. Um, And... Uh, When I leave, turn them off. When I turn the TV on, turn the two wall lights behind the TV on at 30% also. And those are things I can do, kind of. Like in the den, I have one of those Harmony remotes, and it does all that. When I turn on the TV, the lights come on, uh, but... And it can control the thermostat. If I like it colder when I start watching Apple TV, I could make it do that. But I can also turn the heat up and down from the Harmony remote, which is kind of cool. But I don't carry the Harmony remote around with me.
0: You know, here, I don't think I'm that lazy. And you and I are of are similar ages. I don't think I'm that lazy yet I don't mind playing with the remote and turning it up or down a couple of degrees. It's not. I don't have dimming lights where I live. I live in a place where we don't even worry about that. We turn the lights on. We turn the lights off. We turn the TV on. We don't worry about the toaster oven or the but refrigerator. But I'm a
29: geek. I want to turn on the TV, have the lights come on, have the robot start the popcorn, have the little other robot start brewing the beer, You know, I want it all automated and in sync with my command, which is, I want to watch
0: a movie. It sounds like an old song, you and me, we wanted it all.
29: Speaking of songs, my new song, my first song ever,
0: is released. All right, I want to talk about this. This is something I had on the agenda, and we have a little bit over a segment, so let's just dive into it. Okay, now, of course, you have done music before, but it's just doing other people's songs, right?
29: Right, I've I've done a lot of recording of other people's songs because I never I never wrote a song before and then one day it came to me and I I in, in like a day I had written a song.
0: Okay, so you have searched and scanned and realized your inner Paul McCartney here.
29: I don't think I would say my inner Paul McCartney, I think maybe my your- inner Phil Spector. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know if I want to connect Phil Spector to anything because we didn't realize when he first was producing The Beatles that he was a pretty crazy person. In fact, quick story. John Lennon once said, and he did this album with Phil Spector called Rock and Roll, where he did the old rock and roll classics. He said he didn't realize that Phil Spector was crazy, and he tried to get the master tapes so that they could have it released. This Phil Spector hid them in his basement and got real paranoid. This is before the murder thing. Okay, so you don't really want to be connected to Phil Spector. We We're have Bob I Levitas who's going to I tell us about his musical creation in the, the next segment of the Tech Night Out Live.
9: Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
31: You pick up the receiver. With your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead, you finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then.
26: Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from?
31: Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show.
2: Jason from Minnesota, you're up.
20: Millions
31: of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you.
20: Caller, are you there?
31: Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Jay Jay Going once. Twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait. No. Interact with the host you're listening to right now, online at gcnlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at gcnlive.com
10: are you looking to sell body armor want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows with low minimum buys and great returns katie armor is the answer make money in your spare time it's american-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates and they'll ship it to you for free if you own a business give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE that's 855-488-2284 or go to katiearmor.com come and take it
20: You're listening to The Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
0: Bob Levitis is a composer. He is not harnessing the power of his inner Paul McCartney or even his inner Ringo Starr. My inner Phil Spector. Okay, so you're a murderous I'm kind of person. With, oh, I see why. We know what Phil Spector is. He's a crazy guy. Why did Bob Levitas have to search for his inner Phil Spector to write a song?
29: Because uh, whatever you think of the guy personally, he created the wall of sound sound, and it sounds awesome. And so my sound, I, I'm talking about Phil Spector as the producer, not as the uh, maniac murderer. So anyway, it sounds kind of like, uh, I don't know, it doesn't really sound like anything else I've ever heard. It kind of sounds like The Beatles, uh, if you played it at the wrong speed. Like, maybe it sounds a little bit like you 2
0: We're the end of Strawberry Fields. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Did they really say, I buried Paul? If
29: you play it backwards and you're really stoned, it sounds like it, but I don't think that's what they were saying. I mean, Paul is definitely, Paul is definitely alive.
0: That's not his doppelganger? No. He's a, he's,
29: he's a vegan. He's going to live forever. He's going to outlive me and you, and he's like 10 or 15 years older than me. What's the title of the song? Uh, The song is called... It's a love song. It's called iTunes Must Die.
0: (laughs) So you did harness the power of your inner Phil Spector. After all, why must iTunes die?
29: Uh, It's bloated. It's confusing. It's jumbled. it, It doesn't work the way you want it to when you want it to. It
0: tries to do too many things. Okay. Now, this is something we didn't prepare for. Is there any way you can pipe in something of this song for our listeners to get a sample
29: i'll be happy i'll if i can send you the uh the file you can just play you have my permission as the copyright holder and also uh, i joined bmi so i am a published composer i am an accredited composer now having composed itunes must die yes I'll send you the file. You're welcome to play it. It's all of two minutes and 36 seconds of joyful rock and roll fun. And I'll send you the URL for the petition because you can sign a petition.
0: Okay. So the song is called iTunes Must Die. And the artist is Bob Levitas. And he's going to call upon his inner Phil Spector in all respects.
29: Well, it's by Dr. Mac and his all-garage band band, but that's mostly me, along with my friend Richard the L, who played bass. Richard the L? Is he someone into subways? Just Richard the L. It doesn't stand for Lionhearted hearted that I know of. Oh, well, well,
0: congratulations with it.
29: There's a feat to its prunes It's like the sound of meals on a blackboard I think I'd rather swallow a long sword Nobody likes iTunes much anymore I say it's time to show it to the door Or make a new app just for sinking iTunes would surely do much less stinking Or iTunes must die it's a time to to. Itunes must die.
0: It's,
29: it's compiled from Cool. And that's
0: why iTunes why, must you. die from Levitis. Let's move on. Now, you are always a specialty person in terms of reviewing cool stuff for iPhones and such. So we have maybe three, four minutes left. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you've been working with?
29: Well, you know, lately I have not been seeing so much. Um, let's see.
0: I'm looking on my
29: iPhone for for uh, inspiration. I'll tell you what. I've been testing Dragon Anywhere for uh, a review. Have you read about Dragon Anywhere? It's like Dragon's cross-platform solution. So if you have uh, if you use Dragon Dictate on your Mac, which I do sometimes, you can now get it on your iPhone and your iPad and you can basically walk around uh, with your headset on, dictating to your phone, and it goes—it saves automatically and goes into the cloud. And when you get back to your desk, you can open it, Microsoft Word, and you know you can dictate real stuff while you walk or while you do anything with your iPhone and headset on. It like decouples you from the computer, and it works surprisingly well. I put it in my pocket and just let it go while I was dictating a pretty long column. And when I got back and opened it up and and edited it, it was pretty close to ready. You know, there were a couple things I needed to fix from the keyboard, but, you know, for recording a 500 or a thousand word piece without looking, you know, with the uh, screen in my pocket, uh, it came out surprisingly good. So I'm pretty impressed so far. I got a got to give it some more exercise. I mean, you know, one session with it doesn't an app make, but I was uh very impressed with its accuracy using just uh the headset I use, you know, to listen to music. Not an Apple headset,
0: by the way. Speaking of which, what do you think of the Beats headsets? I don't think we've really talked about that much with you.
29: I haven't listened to them in a while. The last time I had the opportunity to spend any time with them, I thought my son would probably like these. They're a little bassy. They were a little boomy and bottomy for me. I like uh, the the headphones that I like the best are open foam over the ear headphones by Grado. And they're inexpensive. They're like $60 or no, they're 80 bucks now. And they're made in Brooklyn. Yeah, they're made in Brooklyn, but, you know, they've got a real airy sound, real open. The bass is not emphasized. They're not exactly monitors. You know, they're not, I don't think, flat and accurate like, like monitors should be or like reference headphones. But they're, they make music sound very musical to me. Um, and at the price, I mean, I've listened to headphones that cost a lot more than that that didn't sound that good.
0: Now, Grado has been around for many, many years in the audio business, and it's the original family that still owns it.
23: And to put things in
0: perspective, they started out with making phono cartridges, which they still do, by the way. If you're into vinyl, Grado still makes those cartridges. They make great headsets. I've got a set right here. So when I do use a headset, I've got a Grado right here, a Prestige series model, which I've had for a number of years, it lasts forever, has a really good sound. Which model do you have, 60 or 80? Let me see which one I have. As we speak, it is the sr 225 Mine are SR-60. Yours are even more expensive
29: than mine, and they're still really reasonable. And the, the pair that I'm using now, I just ordered new yellow foam caps for them, but uh, they're probably 15 years old, and they, they still make the same thing. Same exact product, and the price today is 20 bucks more than I paid probably 15 or 18 years ago. And they're timeless. The, the design, people look at them and they go, oh, how, how retro cool.
0: Bob is please tell our listeners where we can find more of the stuff that you do.
29: iTunesMustDie.com. For now. I'll have another uh, URL for you in a couple of months. But for now, that's where you can find out more and... You can sign the petition. If you think iTunes must die, join me. Listen to the song, buy a copy if you want. There's a link uh, at itunesmustdie.com if you're interested in hearing the song, the song that started the revolution, all at itunesmustdie.com.
0: You can find us on Twitter where we're known as Tech Night Al, but we invite you to join. Tech Night Owl Plus. What is Tech Night Owl Plus? Well, Tech Night Owl Plus is a way to get the ad-free version of this radio show. Higher quality audio. So, of course, when we do play the segment of Bob Levitas, iTunes Much Stai, we're going to give that segment in stereo, the excerpt. Okay? We normally do mono, but we'll do stereo. Check it out at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.techniteowl.com. P-L-U-S. Tech Dot com. We have a second radio show, by the way, about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Powercast at ThePowercast.com. This week, our guest is Whitley Strieber. Yes, him at ThePowercast.com. Bob Levitas, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live.
29: Hey, thanks for having me, Gene.